I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome everybody to Rapid Fire, sponsored by Vortex Optics. Make sure you tune in at capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire to join the conversation and make your voice heard. We will get to your questions in this show and we love answering your questions. We love interacting with those who watch live. And remember to like us on all our social media platforms. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks. If you go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Daily Motion, Telegram, Rumble, Getter, etc., 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 we're always adding to that. Um, we'd love it if you'd like and subscribe and share and follow and all that good stuff. Uh, that helps defeat the evil algorithms of big tech and keeps us relevant and. Uh, out there in the public eye providing gun talk for the masses. So as far as I know, we're still the only gun-only talk radio show in New England. Um, there is a national show that airs every Sunday, um, and so I think it comes on right after us on WRKO. And so, um, but as far as a New England-based, you know, radio station i think we're the uh, radio show we're the only ones that are dedicated to all things guns freedom second amendment and self-defense so we do that and we do that every week for your listening enjoyment uh and hopefully if you don't get to hear us live you can always hear us on the podcast go to wherever you get your podcast it's rapid fire all one word and i don't know if we've been fixed on google yet but I think we have, so we should be on the Google Podcast. So um, if you're a podcast listener, make sure you add us to the lineup, and uh, we will sweet-talk your ear off. So anyway, uh, that's what we do, and that's what we do best. But uh, I'm Toby Leary, your host, and I am co-owner of Cape Gunworks down on beautiful Cape Cod. And we are still in a very busy season for January, which usually we see a a precipitous drop in business right after Christmas. Um, but I would say that it's been strong. Like people are still very, um, very much interested in the shooting sports as well as self-defense and getting that new gun for themselves. Some people have really thrown the switch from just collector to trainer, you know, wanting to get firearms training and want to also uh, get you know, proficient with a firearm. So they're taking classes, they're taking private lessons, they're, um, you know, becoming a responsible gun owner and uh, really get learning the safe and efficient use of a gun. Also, they uh, are, you know, in a lot of cases, going from just buying volume of guns to buying quality of guns. And that can be said by the, like, very difficult uh, nature of keeping Nighthawk customs in stock, like the Nighthawk 1911s or Korth revolvers or 
some really high-end AKs that we just had and we've sold out of. Um, we have a lot of pre-band ARs that come in, and those go just about as quick as I've ever seen. Uh, they are really, um, you know, going coming in and out really fast. And we just got a shipment of uh, pre-band ARs, so we have four or five more left right now, and they are. Um, they don't stick around long, but if you want to get a gun that you don't have to worry about whether or not you can have the collapsible thingy or the bayonet lug thingy or the threaded barrel thingy or the flash hidery thing, then you want to get a pre-band. And, um, you know, if you want to uh, get something that is has been neutered for sale in Massachusetts, you can also get a uh, different type of gun. Uh, there's other there's great alternatives to AR-15s out there that we sell in the shop all the time, but anyway, um, so shot shows happening this week. It is um, you know the biggest gun industry show in the world happening right now in Las Vegas, and we typically would try to be there for that. It's always a good time. It's quite interesting and fun. And you're there, basically the show runs from Tuesday to Friday. And if you were there when the doors open on Tuesday morning and you were there until the doors closed on Friday, you would have about 30 seconds per booth if you went to every booth. It's 14 miles of booth at SHOT Show. So you gotta you got to put your mall walkers on and hit the ground running because you're not going to... Uh, you're not going to be able to see everything you want to see. Monday is usually range day. They call it media day. So if you're a member of the media, like yours truly, um, which I never thought I would say, by the way. <laughs> it's kind of ironic. But anyway, um, then you can get a media pass to uh, range day and you can go shoot all the new guns and suppressors and, you know, accessories and have a great time and, you know, shoot everything under the sun. Uh, as far as product is concerned. I've never been there for range day because I usually go on Monday is shot university. So the floor isn't open for booth buying and booth, you know, demonstrations and whatnot. But you can um, see the, you go to shot university and you sign up for all these different uh, classes, if you will, or lectures and uh, there's a lot of people in the industry that'll talk about you know gun safety or they'll talk about merchandising or they'll talk about uh, securing your store they'll talk about 4473 or ATF compliance they'll talk about um, online sales uh, so there's a whole host of classes you can sign up for which is typically what I would do when I went out to shot I would sign up for those classes and kind of soak it all up and be a sponge but um, this year I opted not to go because they had a mask mandate at SHOT Show and I wasn't going to try to sit there and talk to somebody in a booth and do business with a mask on in an already loud environment where I can't, you know, read lips as to help me hear what they say. But it, it, was, just, um, it was just a tough, you know, environment, in my opinion, to be wearing a mask for eight or ten hours a day and walking around and trying to get photo shoots done with people and see the new product. So we we decided to to opt out and not go to shot this year. And now that I'm seeing a bunch of the stuff come out, I'm kind of disappointed I'm not there because you'd only have to wear it during the show and then the rest of the time 
out on the street and freedom and et cetera, I could have not worn the, the mask. But And there's some great industry parties there that, you know, you get invited to. Um, and those are always fun. And I would have loved to hobnob and learn from a lot of the, you know, industry moguls out there, if you will. So um, we ended up not doing that. And I ended up going to uh, Texas last week. And I mentioned I would give you all an update. And I was successful in my hunt. Thank you to U.S. Law Shield for having me out with them. And they're a group of people. It was a great time. We had a great group from of people from all over the Northeast. There was some from uh, Spartanville, South Carolina, and Raleigh, North Carolina, Connecticut, myself from Massachusetts, um, and some other people there as well. But one thing that was really cool was meeting all the guides down in Texas. A lot of these guys are really great and passionate. We went to the La Perla Ranch in uh, Ticamante in South Texas, South of Laredo. It was awesome. And I'll give you an update on the other side about how I made out. So, um, yeah. If you want to take a one-on-one -on -one lesson, go to capegunworks.com forward slash privates. We have lessons tailor-made to you for pistol, rifle, and shotgun. Or you can just try out different guns on the range. So you want to get signed up today and become a responsible gun owner or learn how to shoot yours in a safe and efficient manner. I'm Toby Leary. This is Rapid Fire. We'll be right back. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target out to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks. Excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. Join us every week for the quickest hour in radio. It's Rapid Fire for a reason. It goes by quick. And we're going to get to your questions in a minute. Um, but we would love it if you want to join the chat. Go to capegunworks.com. 
and click on rapid fire and you'll be alerted whenever we go live and you can also watch it live on the website so uh, let's go to the calls we have Frank on the line go ahead Frank you're next on rapid fire how are you today I'm well how are you very good thanks okay I'm a new pistol owner and I'm curious uh, about the effectiveness of dry fire exercises that I see on YouTube and things like that there's some worth doing any would you suggest in uh, are other these some of these devices like Matrix and things like that, are they uh, worth looking into? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And um, if you don't have access to a range, or you you don't shoot a lot, or ammo is a is a uh, you know cost is an issue or something like that, then um, dry fire definitely can help really get your first shot accuracy down really good. It can also help with just the basic manipulation of clearing your concealment garments and getting the gun out of the holster and driving out on target. And if you get like a cert pistol or something like that, you can see that first shot accuracy. Where it falls short is managing the recoil of the gun and follow-up shots and making sure you have a good grip on the gun and good fundamental stance, you know what I mean? Because Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because that, that doesn't, you don't get the feedback of the recoil of the weapon to help you know if that's all being done correctly but if you have some good fundamentals anyway like a good stance and a good you know natural neutral stance and a good grip on the gun then dry fire can help um, a lot as far as uh, when you have your sight alignment and sight picture and squeezing off those rounds without moving the muzzle of the gun so that helps you a lot and uh, it's definitely beneficial every professional competitive shooter will tell you they've spent hours with dry fire um, so that certainly is something that uh, you can work on trigger press you can work on sight alignment sight picture you can also do the drills of breaking through the holster and coming out on target firing that shot and then going back to the target so there's certainly helpful drills that you can do there um, if you're looking for just a dedicated like a defensive technique, then I would go to the Personal Defense Network and look up a bunch of their videos, and they have some stuff on there about dry fire and when it, it makes sense. Um, but nothing can really replace live fire, um, but you can certainly get some good reps in. Um, I have a four-part series on YouTube that I did a few years ago um, on some dry fire drills, and um, you know you could look that up and see how it's also beneficial to helping you clear malfunctions and stuff like that because um, you want to learn to react to the gun and the other thing that I think dry fire I don't do it a lot because I don't want it to overwrite the neural pathways I have in my brain about what the proper response to click is so when I drive a gun out and I get click that tells me to tap and rack you know what I mean so I'd rather I'd rather almost take that one shot get ta click and then go into a tap and rack and reload and then I'd search and assess and reholster rather than drive back out on target so I just don't want to uh, overwrite the neural pathways of what click means to my brain you know what I mean so that's something sure. to be uh, yeah that's something to be cognizant of but um, you're doing the right thing, which is seeking out knowledge and information on, on that if you're a new shooter. Um, take a live fire class where you get a lot of rounds and a lot of reps in. Um, that's a great way to go and uh, get, get you started. And then really front load your training so that right after a class like that, get a lot of range time in, a lot of rounds down range 
quickly and then you can start to taper off and then start to go to more of a you know a dry fire practice etc cetera, etc cetera. so hopefully that helps yeah, very helpful okay. thank you all right frank thanks so much for the call and give us a call anytime i shall thank you all right take yeah. care so yeah if um you know that's a great question to hear and uh a lot of people even ask about subcaliber training like using a 22 instead of the full power nine millimeter. And, you know, there's certainly a place to be had for that. The problem is most of the time, especially in Massachusetts, you can't get a good subcaliber weapon. Like if you are lucky enough to get like a Glock 44, okay, that's a good one. Or even the new FN 502, which is not quite there yet, but as far as it's not a mass compliant gun. Um, and also it's got a, trigger i mean excuse me a double action trigger or a single action trigger so it's a safety and a single action trigger so you know it's not quite the same as training with a with a striker fired gun but anyway something to think about um i don't think it quite replaces live fire training which i'm a big fan of so yeah but anyways uh shot shows happening and uh it's a, uh, you know, it's just a total fire hose of cool product coming your way. And, you know, you can't even uh, maintain control when you're there. It's like it's overwhelming. It's stimulus overload. Um, but one thing that's cool is Holosun came out with this, uh, speaking of the Glock uh, 44, um, they came out with a Holosun RML it's a, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's the rail-mounted laser. Uh, there's tons of rail-mounted lasers out there, but there's also a new um, red dot sight that mounts directly to the Glock MOS by Holosun, and I don't know the name of that one, but that's something I saw that was really cool. So you can use standard height sights and still see through the uh, viewport of the sight. Um, of the red dot sight, which I think is cool because I'm not a big fan of suppressor height sights. And if you have your red dot go out, you want to be able to use your sights. So I think it's pretty cool that they made one that mounts directly to the top of the slide. We'll probably get some of those, not a ton because there's not a huge amount of people carrying Glock uh, Gen 4 or Gen 5s with the MOS here in Massachusetts, but we'll see. Um, Anyway, let's get to some of your questions here. Uh, Josh says he loves this show, which is awesome. And Stephen Manning uh, is saying, will we see the new MCX Spear in mass? And I can't wait to get my hands on one. Um, I would really like to get one. And absolutely, as soon as I can get one, I will, you know, put it on full display. It's a pretty awesome gun. It's basically the 762 version of the uh, MCX, which is pretty hot. Um, I hope they're going to bring it out in a 16-inch barrel because I've only seen the 13-inch. I'm sure they will. Um, but right now it's going to be made in uh, 277 Fury, 65 Creedmoor, and 762 NATO. And there's going to be an easy barrel change feature. Um, there's a non, there's a side non-reciprocating charging handle. And, um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, 
It's also going to have ambi fire control and bolt catch and mag release, uh, two-stage match trigger, and an adjustable gas piston, which is cool because the they make a special edition one that is available for uh, you know limited gun shops right now. I guess they've started shipping it in 277. Uh, uh, in the 277 uh, Fury round, which is a new round. I've never even seen a box of ammo for it. <laughs> so I don't know when where you're going to get it, but uh, I think it's the round that SIG developed itself. And they are a steep price. They're $79.99, so they're 8000 bucks. But that would be a free state version of that gun because we couldn't have them in this state anyway. It's an SBR with a, with a suppressor. So, um, But it's a pretty hot-looking rifle no doubt about it and i hope that uh we'll be able to get them get our hands on the on like a 16 inch version so that would be pretty pretty sweet so the 277 uh fury is a 6.8 by 51 so it's basically the same overall length as the nato round and the 6.5 creedmoor but it's in a 6.8 round instead of a 7.62 or a you know um, six five, so it's kind of in between six point five and seven six two, but six point eight is really starting to get a lot of traction as well. There's the six eight Western round when I was in Texas hunting, uh, a lot of the guys shoot that. Also, there's a six eight um, PRC. There's the three hundred PRC. So there's a lot of interesting rounds out there and. I wonder if .277 Fury will be one of them, but we'll see. Um, so, yeah, when I was in Texas, I shot a nice management buck, as they call it, and it was a buck that I would be very happy. if It's the type of deer that if you shot it in Massachusetts, you would drive around with it in your truck for a day with the tailgate down. You know, it's it's like you'd be showing it off. You'd check it at three different check stations. But in Texas, they want them out of the gene pool, <laughs> so it's like they want to they want to put the gun the put the deer like down so that it can't breed again next year because it's too small. You know, it's a mature five and a half year old deer, but it's only a ten pointer. You know, it's like come on, Texans everything everything's bigger in Texas. So the La Perla Ranch does a phenomenal job of managing the the herd there, and they i'm telling you i saw some deer that made a grown man cry and the thing is you just uh you just i'm not you know i wasn't going to pay the trophy fees for one of those it was not cheap but they they it's the stuff dreams are made of if you're a big buck hunter so anyway um if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license yet, we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies only and couples classes that was added recently for February 12th. Ooh, Valentine's Day. So sign up at capegunworks.com and we will be back with Keith after this. This is Rapid Fire. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. 
we've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. This is attorney Keith G. Langer, not just a gun rights lawyer, but a fellow gun owner at home on the range as well as in court. I can help you obtain or regain your firearms license, recover or transfer your firearms, and defend you against firearms or other criminal charges. I can also help protect your property with will sets, including trusts, healthcare proxies, and powers of attorney zoning or other permitting issues, as well as collections and civil litigation. To schedule a consultation, call 508-384-8692. That's 508-384-8692. Or visit my website, kglangerlaw.com. Talk to you soon. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. And we are glad to have with us this week Keith Langer, the attorney uh, who frequents the show and clears things up that are so often confusing. Keith, how are you this week? Oh, a little busier than usual. I was in court this morning, did a uh, mock trial yesterday afternoon. I'm in court again tomorrow. I hope you guys are as busy. Yes, it's been very busy which would not be a good thing for us if we were. No. <laughs> but um, no. we're busy doing what we do best, which is sell guns and train people and, uh, you know, get the, the, we're, the dreams that they have at night come in and make them come true the next day when we put that fine firearm in their hand. So um, that's, that's what we do. But anyway, I had an interesting 
interaction on the Grace Curley show yesterday, um, and one of the callers said, started off the call by saying he gets the Bonehead of the Year award, which I would agree with him, by the way, um, because he said he's a New Hampshire resident and he lost a firearm, lost a handgun. He's also got a non-resident license to carry in Massachusetts and I think in Rhode Island. And so he said um, New Hampshire doesn't have a duty to report that lost or stolen gun. And he's said he's been looking for it. He has three different work vehicles. He hoped it would turn up somewhere, but he can't for the life of him find the gun. And he goes, but my conscience is kind of bugging me about Massachusetts because I know you guys do have a duty to report. And I don't think he lost it in mass, but um, I said, geez, I don't know if I could live with that on my conscience that knowing a gun was floating around out there, that was my responsibility. So he was really just curious whether I thought he should report it stolen or not and what that may or may not do to him uh, or his ability to keep his mass license to carry. And so I'm like, geez, I don't know if there's a federal law out there that, you know, is there's a duty to report or not. But and I was surprised that New Hampshire doesn't have anything on the books that, you know, if you lose a gun, you don't have to say something. But. I figured it was a common courtesy, and then I just figured we'd have you on and ask the expert if if you know of any federal law or state laws, you know, that require it. Well, Massachusetts does have a duty to report a gun that's gone walkabout for whatever reason. Furthermore, when you renew your license, you've got the affidavit that we haven't lost any guns, or if you have, you reported them. Mm. It's moot for your first application because theoretically you wouldn't have a gun. Right. But it's definitely a part of the uh, the renewals. Of course, the question is, was the gun registered in Massachusetts? I don't think so. I think he's a, Ma- a New Hampshire resident, and he um, he's, you know just has a mass license to carry so when he comes to the state he can bring his gun with him but I don't think uh, I don't believe it was registered well the problem is what's going to happen when it turns up at a crime scene right that's that's the issue in Massachusetts where you've got a duty to report okay you report the gun stolen there's a good chance that your LTC will evaporate, as mm-hmm. you know. Right. On the other hand, if you don't report it and it turns up at a crime scene, now that's the least of your issues. Yeah. Yep. Um, do you know of any law federally that uh, would require you to report a lost or stolen gun? No. In fact, as I understand it, you cannot report a loss to ATF. Okay. The individual cannot. A trace has to be filed by a police department. Mm-hmm. So you, there is no. You can't go to the ATF website and download a lost or stolen firearm form and submit it to them and right. have them put it in their database. They don't accept anything like that from private parties. Okay. Interesting. I know it's. You know, it's a. I forget the name of the form for dealers. It's a form I've never had to fill out, thank God. 
Um, yeah. But um, there is a form for dealers that have to fill it out. And I know that gets some harsh, uh, you know, I don't know if it's a, I doubt it's a slap on the wrist. It's probably got some pretty heavy ramifications to it about your suitability as a gun dealer if you're losing firearms or they're getting stolen. I mean, you know, getting stolen is one thing, but if they're uh, just go missing and you don't know what the heck happened to it, then, you know, they're going to take a pretty hard look at your suitability as a gun dealer. But um, Yep, yeah. they absolutely will. So uh, if, if the guy, so if New Hampshire doesn't have any duty to re- report, um, and like you said, what do you do if it shows up in a crime, then you step forward and say, oh, that used to be my gun. That was my gun. I was wondering what happened to that thing. So, you know, that was the conundrum I guess he's in. And I, I personally said, I, I think I would probably do the right thing and give the police department a courtesy call and say, Hey, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what happened to this gun. I, it could be stolen. It could be just have fallen out of the truck when I, you know, got out at the gas station. I don't know. Did you guys find a gun? You know, did you find it? And maybe it's sitting at a police department. Maybe someone, you know, turned it in and he might get it back. I don't know. But it's, it's definitely a surprise to me that the state doesn't have that duty to report. Um, I guess maybe because they err on the side of less laws than more. But I think it just makes good common sense to to do the right thing and report it. Well, also, you may have an advantage from a liability point of view in that you took what steps you could take upon learning of the laws. Mm, right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's certainly uh, a, a lot that goes into owning a firearm, and we say a lot, which is with rights come responsibilities. You know, you you don't treat a firearm like it's your uh, remote to the TV, you know, and is it uh, under the seat cushion? Is it under the seat of the, you know, lounge chair? Is it, you know, did I leave it on the coffee table or who has the remote? You know, I mean, that's something you gotta, gotta keep good tracks on, uh, (laughs) good track of as a responsible gun owner. But, um, you know, I guess it, uh, begs the question of there's there's definitely some people out there that own guns that I think probably shouldn't and uh you know I hope I hope it's a wake up call for this gentleman but and for the rest of us to really take it serious you know absolutely because the consequences can be intense right for you and other people hey just as a off the topic uh we got a someone on the chat line here KJ's wondering if you know how long the gun transaction portal has existed uh, as far as the EFA-10. I I think it's existed as long as I've been a dealer, which is going on eight years, but um, I don't know. I'm thinking it goes back to like 2017, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. And at one, I think it's older than that even, I think, because we started in 2014. Yeah. Of course, there was that transition period where you could do both paper and the EFA-10 before they said, no, we're not taking paper anymore. Correct. Yeah, at one point. And even when we first started, I think you could do both. We never did the paper ones as a habit here at Cape Gunworks. um, And he's he's just wondering if 
if you didn't have a gun registered prior to the portal being created, would you have to go ahead and register it now? The portal's irrelevant. Right. The existence of the portal has nothing to do with the duty to uh, notify the state of an acquisition in state or bringing a gun into the state other than when you moved with you. Mm-hmm. The portal has nothing to do with that because the FA-10 forms go back decades. The original ones are these stupid blue leftover computer cards that made no copies and you couldn't photocopy because the cards were blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you couldn't get a good photocopy of them. Then they went to the uh, three-part form with the carbon. I got a stack of those, like a quarter of an inch thick of souvenirs. <laughs> and now, of course, the EFA-10 portal. Right. But the existence of the portal has nothing to do with the statute requiring you for, you know, for a dealer, you know, you, you're doing it through the bound book plus marks. But for private transactions, there's a reflective duty on the buyer and the seller. So if the seller doesn't report it, the buyer is still supposed to. The only exception is if you move into the state and bring the guns with you. If you're that on the ball, you didn't acquire them in the state. Right. There's no in-state transfer at all, so there's no re- need to register them. Yeah. Um, and so those blue cards, I remember, like, as uh, when I was 18, getting guns, and I filled out those blue cards uh, as a private, you know, party or whatever— um, so the registration side of things in this state must have gone back at least, I would say, 25 to I think the registration years. goes back to at least 98, at yeah. the very, very least. Yeah. And the fact that it's before that, 98 was when they tried to phase everything out at once, and EOP said we can't possibly cope with that, so they just destroyed the quote-unquote lifetime FID cards. Mm and let the LTCs run their normal course, except that they reduced it from, I think at that point it was five down to four years. Mm-hmm. But all the old blue cards were kept in warehouses that were not secured, and thousands of them were contaminated by bird droppings and rodent droppings and uh, roof leaks uh, with water damage. Yeah. So some were never recorded. Then ATF came in with federal dollars and gave us the uh, portal, and that's also when they phased out the FID card. So between 2000 and 2001, all those indefinite FID cards went away. Right. Now, and real quick, we're running out of time, but if somebody has, like, I know I've pulled a list once and requested a list, and there were guns on there from 20 years ago that I haven't owned in 18 years. So, and I did everything by the book when I sold it, but for some reason they didn't take that off the registry that I don't own that gun anymore. They never take it off. It's an imbecilically structured system. The idea is supposed to provide information as to what a person has, Mm. and it doesn't. And a system that records acquisitions should be equally capable of recording dispositions. It's the same gun, the same make, the same model, and the same serial number. It shouldn't be that hard to, to trace. But it doesn't. All it shows is what you acquired. It does not show what you sold. So if the cops come knocking on the door and they've got a list and half the guns aren't on, I mean, half the guns that are on the list aren't in your possession anymore, the cops are going to think you're hiding something. Unless you can show them the printout from the EFA-10 portal 
for the third page of your carbon copy of the original FA-10 form because the system only records coming in. Oh. It's like the Hotel California. You can check out any time you want, but you can never leave. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thanks so much, Keith. I appreciate it. And if you want to take a private archery lesson, they're back. Check out the calendar to schedule one today with Dylan, our archery guru. Go to capegunworks.com and click on the class link to book one today. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Rapid Fire, I'm your host Toby Leary, and make sure you go check us out at capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire to be signed up so you can be notified whenever we go live. We will get to your questions and we will answer them on the air. And so we're going to do that this segment. And uh, I wonder if any of you have been following, um, following along with some of the guns coming out this SHOT Show in 2022. And if so, what's the one that's piqued your interest so far? Um, I know that there's been some really cool stuff coming out. The Ruger Wrangler Bird's Head is one that's kind of piqued my interest. It's a pretty cool uh, gun. There's some VP9 looking clones from uh, SDS Imports. Uh, Smith & Wesson CSX, which I just received a, a sample of that gun. I'm going to go do a review of that on the range and for those of you in free America, you can buy those guns now. But for the rest of us here behind the enemy lines, we'll have to wait until that is added to the roster. And Smith & Wesson pays the price to get them tested and then get the uh, Attorney General's blessing on the affidavit that's filed after that. But um, Stoger makes an STR-9 subcompact. We do sell the Stoger uh, STR-9, which is a great gun. Um, it's a pretty pretty cool uh, gun that you know I'd love to sell the compact that's cut for red dot optics as well and Wilson combat came out with a really nice four inch SFX 9 it's like an everyday carry gun it's kind of a really tricked out heavily checkered uh, 1911 style gun um, that's nine millimeter and it comes in at 2895 for the base model and you can get some upgrades and some uh, options available to that as well so check out the list of what you've seen so far and what's piqued your interest uh korth mongoose carry special is cool i'd love to see those make the actual roster here in massachusetts but right now they're korth 
is just the, on the uh, target shooting roster, so it has to have a minimum of a five-inch barrel in order to be sold. But that um, mongoose is pretty cool. It's a six-round uh, .357 Magnum with a nine-millimeter optional cylinder, and it's pretty cool. has the um, has the Nighthawk Customs lifetime warranty, et cetera, et cetera. But it's designed to be more of a carry size gun, so uh, pretty cool. And Kimber entered the EDC market with their R7 Mako, a striker-fired gun that takes, in this case, 11 plus 1. Uh, they also have a 13 plus 1 extended mag. Uh, again, a not a, another gun that we won't be seeing here in the People's Republic of Massachusetts. But anyway, let's get to your questions. And uh, let's see. We got... Uh, Fun with a gun says, Hey, congrats on your hunt. I appreciate that. And Davey wants to know if there's any venison jerky at the shop. And unfortunately not. Um, I haven't got any jerky made uh, yet. Uh, let's see. And uh, Robert um, says, can, How can you tell if a 33-round Glock mag is pre-banned? Uh, you were told the 17-round and 33-round pre-bands are different. They're different than the current guns, absolutely. They're uh, probably most likely a U-notch in the back or a uh, square notch with a, depending on where the, the stamp is for the caliber uh, in relation to the, you know, bullet hole and the notch of the magazine. You can tell by that. Um, you can always ask uh, one of us or look it up online. There's plenty of blogs on there where they show like the three pre-band models or two pre-band models and then the, the post-band models. So... Um, but the good news is uh, Glock doesn't really offer any guidance on any of that. and They're not going to take the stand as an expert witness in any one direction on that. But generally, if it has the notch on both sides of the mag and means it's ambidextrous, that didn't come out to Gen 4. So steer, make sure you steer clear of any that have the notch on both sides of the magazine for the mag uh, release. So anyway, we'll get to more of your questions on the other side. And if you want to go to a pepper spray class, it's back. This class is for people that want to learn about alternatives to lethal defense. In the class, you actually dispense water-based practice spray, and you will learn all the facets of non-lethal defense. Go to capegunworks.com and click on classes to sign up. More after this. This is Rapid Fire. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Snap safe. Featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2,300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. 
Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. Join us every week for the only radio show that talks all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we are glad you're here. So we'll get to your questions in this segment. And make sure you go to capegunworks.com and get signed up to be alerted whenever we go live so you can be a part of the conversation. All right, getting right back to your questions. Uh, Scooter says, is it okay to remove the safety off a 365XL after it is purchased in mass, bought before the FCU were sold? Yeah, I, I don't see a problem with that, although I'm not sure how you would go about doing that because I think they're integral to the FCU, uh, the fire control unit of the gun. Um, so maybe there's a way to do it. I haven't really messed with one to that you know, extent. And I'm not sure that it would make a ton of sense to do that on a carry gun. I would just pony up and get another FCU and change over all the parts. Uh, personally, because I wouldn't want to modify a carry gun that much so that I'm taking parts that were originally intended on the gun on there. If it's a simple, like almost like changing out the trigger from a curve to a flat face, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But um, there's certainly no law that says you can't do it. Um, so absolutely you could do it. Um, but I don't know that I would. I don't like to modify my carry guns at all personally so that's just something to consider um we had a question is it okay to carry pre-ban high capacity magazines in massachusetts and yes absolutely you can um that is if you have a pre-ban high capacity mag it does not matter when the gun was manufactured you can carry it um so it's not a problem as long as you aren't restricted on your license to carry. Um, so in other words, your license to carry, they used to issue these class B license to carries where you were restricted to 10 rounds or less. Um, but as long as you're not restricted on your license to carry, you should be good to go. Um, let's see, uh, on KV says, hey Toby, on 2A Tuesday on the Grace Curley show, you said you can't bring a Glock into mass but I FFL the fourth generation frame into mass with no problem. Um, if I said it that way, I misspoke. I wasn't, I'm usually pretty careful about my advice on that, but um, anything's possible. What I probably said is you can't buy a Gen 4 Glock or a Gen 5 Glock at an FFL at a gun store because you can't. Um, there was a company off Cape that was selling them. Actually, there's been a couple that were selling them. One got shut down and one uh, got fined $10,000 and then, you know, was signed an affidavit that they would never do it again. Uh, but, and you can't buy them unless you're a law enforcement agent, uh, even though they are on the Massachusetts approved weapons roster. As far as a frame's concerned, no problem. You can transfer a frame. We did one today, as a matter of fact. Uh, we transferred a frame from out of state that came in and somebody picked it up 
and that's no problem because Massachusetts does not recognize the frame as a firearm, even though federally it is a firearm. So, you know, it's we just get it as a transfer. We do a background check and hand the frame over, and then that person completes it. When they put it all together, they have seven days to register the gun. So that's the way that works. But, um, yeah, not a big deal. Uh, and so that's, that is doable. And then once it's built into a firearm, you can even sell it to a friend or a family member or whatever on the EFA 10 portal. So there's no problem with selling a, you know, Gen 4 Glock if you have one. Um, you just can't buy it from a local FFL. <laughs> Go figure. We're the ones who actually do the background check and you can't buy one there. So. Tom wants to know if we have any plans to bring bring back the Pistol League. And yes, I keep threatening to do that. Um, one of these days we're going to do it. My daughter is mad at me that I haven't done it yet because she wants to compete. Um, there's a bunch of people that want to do it and they ask a lot. And I apologize that I haven't done that. But we had what that question is referring to is we had kind of a action pistol night where we did... Um, Sometimes we even did it as a two-gun. We'd have like a pistol caliber carbine or a AR or, or whatever in the mix. But um, usually it was just an action pistol. And we would set up a whole host of scenarios and, you know, stages. And we'd all compete and you'd pay 15 bucks. And, and uh, we'd kind of keep track of the, the leaderboard from week to week to week. And, but it was a lot of fun. We had people with all different experience levels. New shooters, old shooters, young shooters, experienced competitors, and people that wanted to become an experienced competitor. So it was a lot of fun, and we'll we'll try to get that going. We we used to have it on Wednesday night. We'll try to do it one of these nights. Um, but yeah, we have to get on the get on the horse on that because that would be fun. Rob wants to know if those Chris vectors are legal in mass. And he must be referring to the ones we've posted extensively on on social media. We just got a bunch in, and absolutely they're legal in mass. I wouldn't advertise them for sale in mass if I if they weren't. But yeah, there's definitely no restrictions whatsoever on those. Um, they are a very cool pistol caliber carbine. They've been around for a while. These Gen 2 models are very cool. We have them in 40, we have them in 9, and we have them in 45. And they take Glock magazines, so if you end up getting a pre-band high-cap Glock mag, you can put them. Yeah, and they don't last long. They, uh, If you want one, you better get on it quick because they're not going to be here for much longer. KJ wants to know if AR pistols like the Springfield Saint series are covered by the mass AR ban. I'm sure they're not approved on the roster, but are they legal to own if not covered by the ban? Um, good question, and absolutely not. They are not legal to own in mass. Even before Maura Healy's edict, they weren't legal because of the way the federal assault weapons ban was written that mass adopted. And it's over 49 ounces. It has a handguard. It has a grip that the magazine doesn't insert into, etc. It had like 15 different evil features that made it um, violate the assault weapons ban. However... If you build a fixed mag AR pistol, you can own it because the mag doesn't come out. It can never be considered an assault weapon. So we have that going for us. So just get like the bare flag defense or the mean arms MA loader to load it. And it, it's a pretty cool gun. All right. Um, this is the end of the first segment. It's rapid fire for a reason. I can't believe it. 
So if you're listening on the radio, we'll see you later next week. Um, or you can join us online and listen to the second hour. You're going to want to stick around this week. We have another episode of Toby Takes on the World. And uh, so I appreciate you tuning in. Remember, you can go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire Icon, where you can join us and ask your questions and see some of the outtakes, etc., and extended content. Freedom will always be on the right side of history. I'm Toby Leary. We will be right back, or we'll see you next week. tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. 
If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. fire to join the conversation and remember to like us on all the social media platforms our handle is at kate gumworks wherever you go so we're in the second hour i appreciate you those who have hung on this long and we have more to get to we have more of your questions um, we are in shot show week and we're looking at the uh, cool guns that are coming out of shot show and some other stuff uh etc etc but um yeah, so there's all kinds of good stuff coming out of Las Vegas this week. We did not go this year because we didn't want to uh, conduct all business through a mask. But um, I'm glad it's happening because it didn't happen at all last last year. So, um, you know, it's, it's good to see it back. It is the biggest firearm show in the world. And there's people from all over the world um, at that show. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I have been you know following it as much as i can and uh there's some super cool stuff coming out um there's also a lot of people that aren't there that um you know should be as far as i'm concerned some big players i think sig build and beretta build and a couple other ones but anyway it's um there's some some really cool stuff out there coming out of shot show and some of the people that didn't end up going there still rolled out some some guns but anyway uh there you have it so let me know if you down in the chat what gun has impressed you so far and and uh what one you're looking forward to getting your hands on hoping that massachusetts will approve it for sale here in the people's republic but anyway there's some really cool stuff uh drd tactical came out with this mfp-21 they call it an ar pistol but it's not an AR, if you ask me, because it doesn't have a buffer tube or um, it doesn't have a stock. It's a pistol, but anyway, it's um, it looks like an AR, but it's definitely not Eugene Stoner's design. So, uh, but it's a pistol. So, unfortunately, <laughs> we're never going to be able to sell it here. Um, and uh, anyway, so you got that. Um, so, yeah, there's been some cool stuff trickling out, and uh, let's also get right to your questions. I want to make sure we leave plenty of time. Uh, oh, one cool thing that's really neat that I want to get my hands on is the new Ghost Gunner. They launched their 0% gun receiver. So you've heard of the 80% lowers, right, that um, you know you can take and you can drill some holes and mill out the trigger area. You can mill out a couple other things and put all the, uh, the pin kit holes and et cetera, et cetera. Well, Defense Distributed, the guys who make the Ghost Gunner, it's a little CNC lathe, or not lathe, a little CNC mill that you can hook up to a computer and download files. 
and it'll mill out of a raw block of uh, billet aluminum an entire AR-15 lower. So it takes that. It's pretty funny because like some states have already or towns have already banned these quote-unquote ghost guns or homemade firearms or 80% lowers. They're trying to reclassify them with the ATF that they are now considered a firearm because they can readily be made into one, even though it's not complete. You can't drop your trigger parts in. You can't put your rail parts on. You can't put your slide on. But um, once you mill all these parts out, then you can. Well, Ghost Gunner is like ahead of the curve, and they're like, yeah, we'll take a 0% lower and turn it into 100% lower. So you put a f- whole block of raw material in there and it'll mill it all out. So it's like, at what point does it become a firearm? And uh, now the ATF and anti-gunners will have to ban raw blocks of aluminum in order to you know, keep people from manufacturing uh manufacturing their own guns hobby built guns home built guns all right um let's see uh fun with a gun is confused about what i talked with uh keith about he says you can't get a mass ltc if you're not a resident so it doesn't matter if he's a new hampshire resident to get a mass ltc should be a mass resident am i missing anything yes you're missing the fact that people can get a non-resident license to carry in Massachusetts and people do they go through all of that process so you have to appear what's that no no yeah no I don't think he did but um, you have to apply in person in Chelsea at the Department of Public Safety and have taken a mass approved course that you can produce a certificate for so there you go you, and if you go through that, you pay the fee, you get background checked, fingerprinted, photographed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And what's funny is the the mass non-resident LTC, I've had people come in, try to buy ammo with it before. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't sell you any ammo. And they're looking at me like, what do you mean? I buy ammo in every state I go to in the country. And it's like, yeah, not Massachusetts. And they're like, but I can legally carry a gun concealed and loaded in Massachusetts. I know but I can't sell you a box of ammo. But I went to Chelsea and got fingerprinted, photographed, background checked, paid a fee, had a certificate, took a class, and you can't buy sell me a box of ammo? No, I'm sorry, I can't. Go figure. It It is absolute asinine. Like the, the state thinks of ways to make it so that they can infringe upon people's civil rights. But anyway... Um, yeah, it sounds like a Monty Python skit. I know it really does. Um, but anyway, uh, there you have it. And so people do get the license to carry. And the the one big advantage to getting the non-resident license to carry in Massachusetts is now you can bring a firearm into the state. You don't need to go to a sanctioned shooting event or a you don't need to be hunting. Those are really the only two um, two ways you can bring a gun into the state right now all right um so there's that let's get back to your questions uh any inside info on the new roster no i've been striking out left and right on that i gotta make some better connections on that one 
and I, I know Keith Langer, the attorney we just had on in the first hour, is on that board, I believe, uh, the, the Mass Approved Weapons Roster board. And even he hasn't given me an, any indication of when that new roster will come out. It hasn't come out since June. June is the last time that roster came out. They're supposed to come out with it four times a year. I wish at the very least they would do their due diligence and come out with it four times a year. I don't even care if there's no new guns. They can say this list has been updated quarterly as it's required of us to do. But they don't do that. They don't care. And there's no accountability. Who holds them accountable? And, you know, they just go, oh, COVID, we're going to meet on Zoom sometime, you know, and nothing ever happens. So hopefully, I pray the firearms policy coalition lawsuit goes through and they get their butts handed to them for violating your civil rights as an American or a resident of this state uh, or a resident alien, I should say, of the United States because the, the state has been violating your civil rights since 1998. And they don't even try to hide the fact that it isn't just about making it harder for you to buy a gun or the gun that you want. So, yeah, I digress. Don't forget to check out Date Night every Friday night and Ladies Night every other Thursday. Those are awesome. You don't need a license to carry in order to take participate in those. And you can try a range experience pa package as well if you don't have your license to carry and you want to see if shooting is something you would enjoy doing. Come on down to Cape Gunworks and we'll get you set up. I'm Toby Leary. We'll be right back. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC-3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC-3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC-3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC-3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks. Excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, 
Take a class and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. Toby Leary and join us every week for the only show dedicated to all things guns, freedom, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Rapid Fire is your weekly show and you can join us at capegunworks.com. Click on Rapid Fire and watch live. Let your voice be heard. We're going to get right back to your questions here uh, in this segment. So Paul is wondering if he can own an AR-15 in Massachusetts. And that is a complicated question, my friends. So the simple answer is yes. The more complicated answer is maybe. And the shortened answer for the sake of this show is as long as it was made prior to September 13, 1994, you can have it in any configuration you want. If it was made after that date but prior to 7-20-2016, then you can have it in a post-ban configuration. And if it was manufactured after 7-20-2016, you can only own it if you're law enforcement because their rights are still intact. And that's the attorney general's words, not mine. So, Or their rights are still preserved or something to that effect. I'll read, I'll read it off the website. It's pretty funny. But if you go to the uh, attorney general's enforcement notice... Uh, of the assault weapons ban, uh, you'll see a frequently asked questions. Uh, I'm going to see here. Uh, I'll read it to you guys. I'm going to it right now. It's actually some pretty good reading. Uh, so there's a um, there's this the AWB assault weapons ban enforcement notice, and then there's a frequently asked questions page so um, if you go to the frequently asked questions page under the table of contents there's does uh, the enforcement notice affect the legality of the sale of receivers for assault weapons if the gun is not built out now this is amazing to me because Massachusetts law they do not recognize a receiver as a firearm so now she has jumped the shark and says, yes, if the receiver is for a weapon that could or would meet one of the tests described above, it will be treated as an assault weapon and cannot be sold in Massachusetts. I think she's way off the reservation that'll be thrown out in court by probably a you know rookie law lawyer uh, could probably get that thrown out in court. Um, but the very next question is, I am a law enforcement officer. Does this notice affect me? She says, no, the notice does not change the law with respect to ownership of assault weapons by law enforcement officers. Your existing right to buy and possess assault weapons remains protected under Massachusetts law. And what it's not saying is, but all of you unwashed peasantry, you you unwashed masses, the serfs and the subjects out there, you're 
existing rights have been stripped by this enforcement notice because I acted as judge, jury, and executioner. I wrote the law, I interpreted the law, and now I'm going to enforce the law because this law didn't exist prior to this day. And we had a long history, almost 20 years of history of selling these guns in their post-ban configuration. 10 years history of it nationwide, and then another, whatever, eight years in Massachusetts of selling them a certain way. And then she woke up one day and said, abracadabra, alakazam, and bingo, we couldn't sell, quote unquote, assault weapons any longer. So anyway, that's the way that is. So I said I was going to give you the short answer, but I kind of went long, Paul. So hopefully that answers your question. And if you want a brand new AR-15, you got to get a fix mag. And we have them in stock and we sell them or you can build your own. And there's some good loaders to load them up. It's There's a video of mine on YouTube that went viral. Uh, it had well over a million views. And um, it, it's something about AR-15 pistol and mass legal. Um, so anyway, uh, let's see. We got... Um, I know I saw another one. Oh, uh, Jorge wants to know if I can put a vertical foregrip on a bullpup in Massachusetts. And absolutely you can. There's no issue whatsoever with that. Um, any type of bullpup or, you know, long gun, you can put a vertical foregrip on. No problem whatsoever. And Davey wants to know if a vertical grip on a semi-automatic shotgun is considered an assault weapon. It is if... There's two or, you know, it, it can only have, uh, it can't have two evil features. So if it has a vertical foregrip, it can't have a detachable magazine. Detachable magazine is a uh, no-go on a semi-auto that has a vertical, has a uh, pistol grip. So if it's a pistol grip shotgun with a fixed stock and no detachable magazine, you're good to go. Um, then you can, you can have it. Um, but it's got to be limited to five rounds. Uh, let's see. And uh, as far as a vertical foregrip, I don't know if you mean like a forend grip on a semi-auto shotgun. I don't think that would be a problem either. I don't think it would can make it into an assault one. But um, yeah, so good luck with that. I don't. It, it's so ridiculous that they give you one less evil feature on shotguns in Massachusetts. Uh, than long guns, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, let's see here. Um, all right, we answered that. Uh, Jorge wants to know, he says, I own a pre-band mag and it's dated before I was born. Okay to own it? And I said, yes, as long as you were born prior to September 13th, 1994, then it's perfectly legal to own. Um so if both of you were born before that date, then you're fine. As long as you have your license to carry, you're good to go. Um, how up to date is the Cape Gunworks website? Chris wants to know. Uh, I'd say it's lagging a little behind. Most of the accessories should be right up to date. Uh, as far as guns, we might take a couple days to get them up there. Um, it's not as up to date as I would like because last time I looked, I didn't even see any of the Robinson XCRs on there. And that is partly because Robinson Arms doesn't put a skew or a barcode on any of their guns, which is really complicated. So we have to make a specific 
skew for every model they make and there's a ton like you can have the heavy barrel or the light barrel the short hand guard or the long hand guard the m-lock hand guard or the uh the key mod hand guard you can have od green black tan uh fde um gray colors you know there's all kinds of stuff you can have it in 300 blackout 65 uh grendel 762 by 39 uh 556 i mean it just goes on and on and on so it's tough to uh it's tough to you know whatever get there so um that's why some stuff doesn't end up on the website and it's a fast selling product anyway so by the time we make up the special skew take pictures upload it it could already be sold in the shop so that's just the way it is with some of the uh fast selling guns but if you don't see something on the website that you really want give us a call or let us know and uh we used to produce a list of guns that are available to be sold um but we just don't have the capacity to generate that list every week like we used to and uh but so we're trying to make the website replace that list i used to issue so there you go um but accessories it's definitely up to date if it says ships from distribution you it, it's in stock at our distributor and it'll come to us and you can pick it up or it'll drop ship to you if it's not a restricted item and um if you want something that's not on that list um give us a call we could probably special order it all right so um salto salt says toby congrats on the glorious hunt thank you bud i appreciate it it was awesome i had a great time um and Lori says i love 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 my new 938 and sitting here on the sofa and dry firing and getting used to the sight picture yes us old goats dry fire new guns thank you and uh, no problem at all. I'm glad to do it for you. Those 938s, it was a funny story. She reached out to us on Facebook probably, I don't know, a month or two ago and said, I want one. I'm having trouble finding any. You got any in stock? And I said, um, no, we haven't seen those for a long time. And then she reached out on Facebook yesterday and said, hey, did any of those 938s come in? And I said, oh, yeah, we got a whole shelf of them. They're sitting on the shelf right next to the unicorn farts and the hen's teeth. And uh, <laughs> then, like, not 15 minutes later, I walk into the inventory room, ah! and, and a box had got dropped from SIG. And lo and behold, guess what was in the box? And the funniest part is I, like, I looked both ways because – Nate, our inventory guy, wasn't there, and I wanted to make sure he wasn't creeping up on me. I pulled out my pocket knife. I sliced open the box because he is like the, you know, I don't know, Jedi Knight protector of the cardboard boxes. If anyone opens a box before it's in inventory, you know, he can be not fun to deal with. Let's put it that way. So I open the box, and I'm the only one who gets away with it, and he, he still, like, every time says something like, what are you doing? Leave those boxes alone. Those aren't in inventory yet. I said, hey, man, I got to look. I got to look. So uh, I cut open the box, open it, and guess what's in there? The SIG 938. I couldn't believe it. I was like, you got to be kidding me. 15 minutes ago, I said these are as rare as hen's teeth and unicorn farts, and here they are sitting in our in the building but so i told her about it and she said hold one for me which we did 
And uh, Tom is saying he hopes the Springfield SA35 is going to be on the roster. I do too. I think Springfield will do a good job of, you know, testing all their guns. They keep adding to the list. So I'm hoping. And uh, we should talk about that Sig Hellion on the other side. Because that, I mean, uh, Springfield Hellion. Because that's a cool gun that I'm looking forward to getting with my hands on. And by the way, if you're a retired law enforcement officer, you can carry in all 50 states with Leosa certification. And we have a class coming up. Go to capegunworks.com and click on classes to sign up today. You can do something that the rest of us can't. It's like having national reciprocity, but we don't. So get signed up today. We'll be right back. I'm Toby Lee. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your only show weekly on the radio about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and I'm co-owner of Cape Gunworks down in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And if you haven't been down yet, come on down. It's worth the drive. So we'd love to see you. And you can shoot your gun or shoot one of ours and have some fun and shop or take a class or shoot, whatever you want to do. Um, so anyway, uh, Tom saying his first EDC was a Browning High Power back in the 80s. That's a very 80s thing to do 
with a Browning high power, Tom, just just thought I'd point that out, point out the obvious there. Uh, but I like a Browning high power too. I think they're a cool gun, and I put them right up there on the shelf with a 1911. Um, they're both a very cool historic gun that John Moses Browning made and uh, designed, and the the 1911 was made in or designed in 1907 went through a couple iterations before it was adopted by the u.s military in 1911 and the browning high power was kind of a modern you know version of that even it was a double stack magazine nine millimeter uh pretty cool gun and it's interesting that fn is coming out with one and springfield came out with one so here we go like it's a not much innovation but it's pretty cool that they're resurfacing uh for historic re reasons and if i had one if i had a browning high power i would send it to nighthawk customs to get their their high power treatment they do the nighthawk treatment to a browning high power and it is super cool it is just amazing what they do to it uh so someday i'll do that but i just sent off my first gun i bought my very first gun and I carried it religiously for 15 years it's a Colt Combat Commander Series 70 and uh, in 45 and I just sent it down to Nighthawk to get their whole treatment done to it so they're gonna go through that gun and you know make it the gun of my dreams and I can't wait to get that back so it's gonna be pretty cool but anyway all right let's get back to the questions Toy Town says, greetings from Metro West. How are you, bud? Good to see you. And Sean says he lives on Nantucket and needs to come take his LTC class. When can he do that? And I would say don't go past go and collect $200. Come straight to Cape Gunworks and get signed up. Uh, you can go get signed up at capegunworks.com forward slash classes. And we offer the class several times a week. There was a class today, like midday, Wednesday. Uh, there's one on Wednesday night. I'm sorry, Monday night. I believe there's a Friday night class. There's a weekend class. There's a live fire class on Sunday. So there's plenty of classes to get signed up on, uh, you know, get come to and get signed up on. And Toy uh, Town wants to know if I have the GST-9 Mod 1 from 80% arms in stock, and that would be a negative. We do not. How about Glock parts kits, slide and lower? Yes. I do have uh, some of the lower parts kits. I have some of the slide kits. I have slides. I have barrels. I have um, upper parts kits and lower parts kits, and I have the frames made by Polymer 80. I have the complete frames that are completed frames and require a transfer. And I also have the 80 percenters that you can go ahead and make and mill out yourself. The The difference is one requires a background check, the other one doesn't. They both need to get registered once they've been completed. And the, the, the frame, the firearm frame is serialized, so it's easier to register it or you at least have a serial number. Whereas the Polymer 80 version, the 80% version doesn't have any serial number. So you can either serialize it yourself or you can just put NSN when you register the gun. But I would say you still want to put something on it so you can identify it if it ever is lost or stolen or whatever. Um, so therefore, uh, you know, you can report it and do the, do the right thing and report it lost or stolen. But 
uh, that's up to you and your conscience. But it's not mandated. If you ever want to sell it, you have to serialize it. Um, Davey wants to know if you can put an angled foregrip on a semi-auto shotgun in mass. And I don't see why not. Uh, angled foregrip is not considered an evil feature. Um, let's see. And Aaron says, um, you got an email a little while ago that Maura Healy is running for governor. Did I know that? Oh, yes, I did. I did know that. And I will be supporting Jeff Deal. Um, I think at this point, um, he is by far the best candidate. He's a gun owner himself. He shot here at Cape Gunworks. He held a little rally once upon a time at this place. His big bus stopped by. And, uh, you know, I like the guy. He's a good guy. He has some good energy. Um, and I hope that he can carry on the long tradition in Massachusetts, which is they like to elect Republican governors for some reason. But um, if it's a head-to-head -head matchup with Maura Healy and him, boy, I don't know. That's going to be a tough call uh, for the who who gets in the gets in the, the governorship because uh, yeah, right. Uh, Maura Healy is. Um, you know, I would say a well-liked person in this state by probably non-gun owners. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. She gets elected every time, and it's tragic as far as I'm concerned. But um, I hope to God she doesn't make it for governor, that's for sure. And Toy Town saying the Robinson XCR is offered with a short stroke and a long stroke piston. Which to pick? I think it's specific to caliber. So if you get it in 300 blackout, you're going to get a short and actually, I don't know if it's a short or a long stroke piston. Is Maybe it is, but um, it's usually based on the gas system. So if it's like a 300 blackout, they go with a pistol length gas system. So you're probably going to get the shorter system. Um, but I've never had to pick short or long stroke. It's basically specific to the caliber that you get it in. So I would just say order it by caliber if you want 300 blackout or 65 grendel or 762 by 39 or 223 wild which is my favorite um yeah or if you get it in 65 creedmoor or 308 or 260 remington i think there's a 224 valkyrie there's a bunch of different ones so they're pretty cool and davy wants to know if we have any XCRLs still in stock, and I believe we do in 762, 65 Grendel, and 300 Blackout. Um, all a great choice. Uh, they're pretty cool. They all take AR pattern mags, and <clears throat> there's even some floating around that are in 762 by 39 that are pre banned in this state. They're a little bit harder to find, they're a little bit, you know, rarer than the 556, which are plentiful in the state, but anyway. Um, yeah, come on down and grab one, Davey, if you want. I would, I'd probably go with the 300 blackout. I think that round is here to stay. So is 762 by 39, but I'd want the AR mag, pre-band AR mag to be able to go with it. And you can use those 300 blackout in a regular pre-band AR mag. So that's what I would probably do. Um, the Lyrid says, you got to come in after a long gap between range days and you broke out the Bond Arms Derringer and 45 Compact. Wasn't all that rusty either. <laughs> well, that's good. You don't want them to get rusty. Uh, Bond Arms Derringer, if you get one of those uh, mass models, they're uh, they're 45 Long Colt. That is for people who do not like their strong hand. 
Uh, so you want to shoot that gun. You're, you like to abuse your hand. Uh, but they're a cool gun, I got to admit. It is a pretty cool gun. Uh, Aaron says he took the USCCA class last year and got the insurance. And you see that I'm only promoting US Law Shield now. Is that because of the cost? Or are there issues with USCCA? We don't have any issues with USCCA. Um, I still teach their classes. We actually still do sell their uh, their insurance or membership, if you will. Um, U.S. Law Shield is a sponsor of Rapid Fire, and um, they are both a very good choice, and I recommend everybody do their due diligence to see which one works out better for you um, based on coverages and whatnot. So, um, um, you know, a little bit more partial to U.S. Law Shield, but... Um, therefore both of them are excellent and USCCA membership at least gets you uh, some access to training and some training materials that I think is very very beneficial so there's also some other stuff about armed professionals with USCCA so if you're not an armed professional you don't have to worry about it but if you are you got to look at it because it covers you during certain times or not during certain times so anyway there you have it michael says is it legal in mass to purchase a stripped ar lower and build it into a fixed magazine rifle or pistol um it no uh well the way it is worded is in the enforcement notice is it has to have originally been manufactured or the intent was that it was originally manufactured as an fixed mag so it's kind of hard to say that you bought a stripped lower and now you're making it a fixed mag lower that it was originally intended as a fixed mag lower um, as a manufacturer we can do that um, but I don't know if an individual would qualify with that because you're not a manufacturer so that's a great question for Keith maybe someday um, I think we did ask him that question but um, I think he said no along the lines of what I just said but um, I would just get a fixed mag lower and, and do it that way. It's a lot easier. So there you have it. Uh, KJ says you were going to sign up for the Leosa class on 212, but you're not sure you can be there at 3M like your site says. Why not, man? You got to, hey, I'm just saying, if you're going to put the effort in, you got to just pay the price, man. Um, I will have Professor Claw look into that ASAP. Hey, He's over here listening to the Biden press conference. I know it's riveting TV, but you did. It's not at 3 a.m. Maybe your time zone is off on your computer, KJ, or something. I don't know, because uh, he's saying it's not there. At, it's 8 a.m. on Saturday. So uh, and he put a dropped a link into the chat for you there. Um, so you're good to go. Um, PS says I had a high power and sold it. It's the only gun I wish I didn't sell, but I have two of the Springfield high powers on order. Cool. Um, the guns that I wish I had never sold are the HK P7 M8s that I had. Those are beautiful guns, and I really do wish I didn't sell them. I thought I'd have another one by now, and I don't, so hopefully I will get one, but you get the uh, the HKP7M8 or the P7M13 or the P7 or the PSP. They're all that squeeze cocker HK pistol. 
And that was considered the most expensive handgun in the world when it came out. And one of our customers actually has several of them, and he bought them in Germany. So the ones he has don't even have import stamps because he was in the Army when he bought them. And he remembers buying these in like the early 80s or late 70s. I can't remember exactly when. And when he brought them back, um, or when he bought them, at the time they were like 1200 bucks in the early 80s or late 70s. That's an expensive handgun that, you know, back then. So um, they basically told their engineers, price is no object. Design the finest handgun ever made. I don't know if it's the finest handgun ever made, but it's a pretty cool gun. So anyway, um, you want to check it out. So sign up today for the USCCA Concealed Carry and Home Defense class and get a certificate to apply for your Florida and your Connecticut non-resident license to carry. You get comprehensive instruction to prepare for home defense and there is a live fire portion. Go to capegunworks.com and click on classes to sign up today. And you don't need the Utah if you have the Florida. So check it out. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Snap safe. Featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2,300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly radio show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and you can also listen to us at capegunworks.com. Click on Rapid Fire and get signed up to be notified when we go live, because we don't do it the same time every week. And you want to be a part of the discussion. We want to talk to you in the chat and answer your questions, so make sure you get signed up there. You can also follow us and like and subscribe to all of our social media channels. We'd love to have you. It's 
at Cape Gunworks, whether you're on Facebook or Instagram or Telegram or Discord or whatever, um, you'll find us there at Cape Gunworks. So anyway, uh, get signed up there, like and subscribe and share, and that'll defeat the evil algorithms of big tech and keep us going. So we appreciate your discussion, your questions, and you being a part of the show and you listening. So it's uh, I don't take that for granted. I really appreciate it. And one thing's for sure is uh, people like to talk about guns, whether you're for guns or against guns. People like to talk about it. And uh, that's very evident as we do like frequent guests of the Howie Carr show or the Grace Curley show. And it lights up the phone lines. People want to talk about it. And same thing in the uh, discussion here on this chat. Um, although I will say that, that the questions are sometimes very similar, but there's also a little bit more nuance um, to the to the show here, like a little bit more um, in-depth breakdown of some of the questions, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, we'll get back to your questions here. And uh, what... Has piqued your interest from SHOT Show, uh, if you've been following along. What is it that uh, what is it that has really um, made you want to uh, get on the phone and call your politician and say, we need to do away with this approved weapons roster or get out the checkbook and send a check to Firearms Policy Coalition, who is suing our state for infringement of our civil liberties and civil rights, which is what should happen. So... Uh, let's see, um, KJ says that, uh, if you click on it, it shows 3 a.m. when you register now. So anyway, uh, I can assure you we aren't doing the Leosa class at 3 a.m., KJ. Uh, on the calendar, it does say 8 a.m., so if you want to click on it, um, get signed up. We we won't be here at 3 a.m. But if you want to get here good and early, you can, and we'll uh we won't fault you for that because you want to make sure you're here on time. But anyway, uh, we don't see it on our end. But there you go. Nine spots are left as of the recording of this. So get into that class, and we'll see you on the 12th. All right. Um, Gerald wants to know if. Uh, I've seen recovered tacticals, PIX mod modular system. If so, are those allowed in Massachusetts? And I don't know. That's a good question. I've had two lawyers tell me yet yeah, one say yes and one say no. And the bottom line is I don't see why it's not because it doesn't alter your gun and make it into something it isn't. However, in, if you look at the configuration of it, as a pistol, it would technically violate the assault weapons ban because of all the quote-unquote evil features. But, again, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, so I can't definitively tell you yes or no. And there's no guidance on it. And I don't think it's ever been tried. Uh, no one's had to fall on the sword and, and you know, got jammed up for it. So... Anyway, we'll be right back. That was the short segment. And uh, if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license, come take one of our regularly scheduled LTC classes, including the ladies only and the couples classes, which has recently been added on February 12th. 
Same day as our Leosa class. So, all right, we will be right back. This is Toby Leary, and this is Rapid Fire. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and thank you for listening to Rapid Fire. We love it that you guys listen to the show, and if you interact with us on the chat, that's even better, or you want to call into the show, you can. The number is up on the screen for those of you watching live, and we will take your questions. Uh, We were talking about SHOT Show since it is SHOT Show week, and uh, Bighorn Armory has come out with some pretty cool stuff that I was just checking out. Um, they have this M89 lever action rifle that is a gorgeous rifle. I'd love to get my hands on it, but they have it in uh, big, big cartridges. So it comes out in uh, 460 Smith & Wesson, the 500 Smith & Wesson. Um, let's see, what else, what other calibers did they have it in? Uh, but it's a beautiful lever action gun. Um, and they also make it in AR-15s, chambered in 500 Auto Max, and um, so they're the most powerful AR firearm available. Uh, these are big, big, heavy-duty, uh, you know, rounds. Um, they pack 36,800 foot-pounds of energy. That is the, you know, just a beast of a gun. Um, and it's a pretty cool looking gun as well. So check it out. Um, they, they have more in the big bore lineups of, uh, their model 90 carbine and 460 Smith and Wesson and the model 90A and 454 Casul. I remember when the 454 Casul was like the most powerful handgun cartridge in the world. And now it's been back burnered a little bit. Um, the 460 Smith and Wesson and the 500 Smith and Wesson have really come out, but they also have it in a 475 line bar, which is good luck getting that ammo. And then the, you know, seemingly dud version of 45 Colt. <laughs> I guess if you're used to shooting uh 500 Smith and Wesson or 460 Smith and Wesson, and you go to 445 Colt, that must feel like a 22, but um, anyway, they're pretty cool. Obviously, the AR-15 version is a non-starter here in Mass- Massachusetts, but the I just thought it was a cool gun that came came out for shot and uh, pretty neat. So 
Um, there's all kinds of other stuff that is uh, rolling out, so you can check it out. Warn uh, Optics or Warm Scope Mounts has launched an everyday carry line of uh, U.S.-made holsters, belts, and belt-mounted accessories, which is interesting because I love Warren products, and I'm surprised they're getting into the uh, uh, getting into the what do you call it holster, uh, you know, side of things. What's that? Someone made me some soap. Dylan makes soap. Oh, nice. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Oh, those are yours. So why are you giving them to me? Uh-huh. All right. So check out the stuff going down at SHOT Show. Um, you know what is funny, too, is it's like an industry secret about uh, SHOT Show. You get the SHOT Show crud. So this year, they're, everybody's wondering if the SHOT Show crud is going to translate into, like, the, you know, what do they call it? The uh, Swag. the flu-rona. <laughs> so you're going to get the flu Rona from going to uh shot show this year. I don't know. It's uh it's going to be an interesting year, no doubt about it. Um also uh Taurus came out with the G3X hybrid compact pistol, which is cool cuz we got the G3Cs in this state now and the G3 full size uh so the G3X is uh, a new gun that Taurus just launched. And uh, basically, I think it's a higher capacity, which wouldn't help us in this state. Uh, so I don't know that it's a big deal whether it gets tested or not. Um, but it's a similar full-size frame as the G3. Uh, and it holds 15 rounds instead of whatever, 13 and uh, in this situation, um, it's, again, not going to really help us. In uh, So I guess it's in between the G3 Compact and the G3 because the G3 would hold 17 rounds in a free state and the G3 Compact is like 11 or something. And uh, so there you have it. But it's still a great price point at 342 bucks. You can get it with the Toro, which is the their uh, slide cut for optics. And, uh, yeah, so Taurus is continuing to innovate and put out some good product. I'm glad that they're testing stuff for sale here in Massachusetts. But, um, yeah, you want to check out some of the guns that are coming out. Um, I think it's, you know, pretty cool to see. Uh, and it looks like that FN is coming out with the 249S again in the Para Trooper and the standard configuration, which were pretty cool because they um, came out a while ago. We sold a bunch here at the gun store. Um, they're the belt-fed, uh, whatever, the belt-fed semi-auto version of the 249 SAW, which is a military rifle. It is truly an assault rifle, if you want to give it that label, because it's fully automatic. But it's in this state, it is a, uh, I mean, for civilian purposes, it's a semi-automatic version. And uh, they're a great gun. They're pretty cool if you want as close to the real thing as possible. Uh, it looks like they're launching those again. And uh, CMMG Banshee came out with the 4.6 by 30, which is the uh, the round that the uh, MP7, the HK MP7 uh, 
is chambered in. So that'll be cool. But I again, I don't see that ammo very often. I know uh, Fioki makes it, and there's a couple other companies that make it, um, but it's hard to get. So as cool as that is, and I'd love to have it, we can't have it in the state, of course, because it's an AR pistol, but um, it's intriguing. But I just think that you know, getting it in 5.7 at least gives you a chance to be able to um, get it. But anyway, the one I'm really excited about and we're going to get our hands on sooner rather than later is the Springfield Armory Hellion Bullpup Carbine. Check it out. That's your homework for this week. Check out Springfield Armory's Hellion Bullpup. Wicked cool gun. Wicked cool. I can't wait to get my hands on one. So... We're going to do that as soon as humanly possible, I promise. And I will do a review, and we'll do something fun with it. And we'll start selling them here at Cape Gunwork. So, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. And remember, the show ends here, but there's some extra content after the show. Toby Takes on the World, Episode 3, is coming up. So you want to stay tuned and keep up the good fight. Support your local community. Be a gun advocate and a good, responsible gun owner. Put on the good face of responsible gun ownership in your community. As Americans, we can do anything and overcome anything. I'm Toby Leary. God bless, and I'll see you next week. Take care.